Hi, listeners. Thank oh, you for hi. joining. Today, today, I am today's Black Friday, by the way. Today, I'm with Jay and Nicole again, and Nicole had this request to talk about entrepreneurship. So it's all to you, Nicole. Ask us questions. Yeah, ask us questions. What about entrepreneurship? And and we try to answer you. Okay, it's your show today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think it's our show, but yeah. Of course. Um. So basically, my question is just like, what what um made you like? Basically, like the thing is like, what made you want to like create your own business, and what experiences did you have that led you to want to like become like your own boss in a sense? Okay, maybe Jay, you yeah. start. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for putting me on the spot like this. 9 a.m. in the morning, and then she's, she's coming in with these questions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. These European guys, you know, getting you to start so early. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, so I guess the what, what really motivated me to start the business was, it's funny because, like, you know, when I first moved to the UK, I moved as a student and, you know, I come from a family. I'm like the first person who goes to university, you know, in my whole extended family on both sides, basically. And to us, it was like, yeah, if you go to uni and get a job at 60K, that you would you, you would be like on top of the world, you know, you'd be like, you just made it um so my mom like worked really hard to help us like get uh outside of that kind of environment where you know everyone just like goes into like the army or some odd jobs and um yeah she she was always like uh helping us stay focused on our careers and think about the future so move i moved to the uk and that was like very challenging and difficult that was like the toughest chapter of my life but then like going through that journey, I was like, you know, they're you know, I'm working so hard here. Like, they're, what is this for? You know, I started having this exist existential crisis, you know, <laughs> like, why am I doing all, all this? Uh, so I started, you know, asking more and more questions like, what if there's something more to this? And that's where I came across Think and Grow Rich, which is like the first book that I ever read. And that kind of opened my eyes to like how much potential we have as human beings. And from there, I started like kind of things related to business started uh, getting my attention. Before that point, I was clueless about the world of business and, you know, uh, anything related to that. It was just like, yeah, get a job, make some money, you know, help my family. That was that was really what I was thinking about, like literally the next three months, the next one year. This is what I want to do. I just want to earn a stable salary and help support my family. But then, yeah, I started like coming across these things regarding business and things like that. And then I came across one guy who like was able to build his business to $20 million a year just by having like uh, five employees or something, you know, it's like a super successful, super lean business. I was like, damn, this guy must know something I don't. So I bought, I bought his training course 
And that, that kind of exploded my brain, you know, like that blew my mind about like the way successful people look at life and, you know, how the journey towards success uh, looks like. And so that's when I started thinking, okay, I want some, that I'll have what he's having, you know, I want some of that freedom. I want some of that control over my life. So being in a, in a job uh, became a, a bit of a limitation for me. You know, I felt like, yeah, I know I could do more. And yeah, it's a bit of a long story. Like there was a lot of ups and downs. But basically, initially, I quit my job. It was like three months. My ex-wife was kind of supporting us at that time. And I was I didn't have any income. So I was trying like to launch my business. And that didn't work out. So I went back and got another job, <laughs> but only this time I was able to like jump 25 K in the window of three months. So, you know, I was at 45 K and I'm jumped to 65 K, um, uh, just by having that three months break. So that, that was still like a good, a good thing for me. And then I continued to kind of work on the side hustle you know, work on the business. And then eventually in COVID, I got this job with Comcast and it was a 75K fully remote job, gave me a lot of freedom and they made a lot of exceptions for me. Uh, but I was still like very unhappy and very unfulfilled. You know, I had a nice apartment in, in Liverpool and, you know, waterfront view and living with like the poshest people in Liverpool. You know, we had like rappers and singers come into the building it was it was like really enjoying life there, but was supposed to be enjoying it, but I still like felt very unfulfilled. And I was telling Comcast, like, hey, I'm thinking I want to go to Spain, spend some time with my family. And they were like, Well, okay, but we can't support that, you know, you have to be in London. Mm-hmm. Um so that was a sign. Like I took that as a sign and I was like, Okay, well, this is not gonna work out. And that's where I decided to quit my job and go full time on the business, you know, and I was like, I've been trying the side hustle for five years. Um, So I really, and the way I operate, you know, not many people are like this. Some people only operate under pressure. And the way I operate is that I really have to squeeze myself into a corner so I can like get the best out of myself. Uh, you know, I'm working on changing that because it's not a good way to exist. You know, <laughs> it's not it's not really a good way to have sustainable success. Um, so I I quit the job and I was like, I'm moving to Madrid. So I moved to Madrid, moved all my stuff down, moved in with my brother, and I started working on the business. And the whole idea at that point and still is really having the freedom, you know, having that geographical freedom, being able to move around. Like I didn't want to have a job that limits me, that tells me, Oh, you have to be in the city. Like the worst thing that you could say to me is like, you have to do something, you know, you have to be somewhere for this. Like, I don't have to do shit. You know, I, I like, my freedom and my freedom is like the most important thing. It's not just like, I like it. It's like the most important thing for me. 
So having that freedom, I was like, I didn't even think twice. I was like, okay, I'm leaving this job, you know, and I had so many expenses. I didn't have any savings, really didn't have any savings. I was like, okay, screw it. You know, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it. Um, so, yeah, the, the main drive was to really have the geographical freedom to be able to travel and move around. And then also the financial growth as well, you know. So that that was really the main motivation. It's very uh, deep, but it's also very inspiring too as well. So that's incredible. So, so I have a question, Jay. So you mean if you compare, so one of the things was freedom. You wanted to be somewhere else and this job wanted to have you somewhere else. So that didn't work out. No match, right? But was it also when you walked and, and that happened to me. If you work for someone as a salary man, call it that way, then then they want to also put you in in their mindset because we are doing it this way, blah blah blah. And then and then that happened to me. I said, no. First of all, I know better. I think different. And then I have all this these challenges with the people. And then I said to myself at that time, I said. I mean, I know my my expertise, and and then then I just do it by myself and say so because I know I spend so much time in this in this stuff that I know better, right? And this is now even now a challenge for me to go back and do contracts because this kind of hey I have done this for fifteen years, so what are you gonna tell me? That's the way, right? And then this stubbornness. And, and and of course also freedom, but freedom not for the location for me. It was more to to do it in my way. If I want to work like I don't know middle of the night because I can't sleep, then then that's fine. And not from nine to five to to this kind of give me the freedom to do my work, but whenever I want it, right? Yeah. So that's it's freedom just, of thought. No, no, yeah. that's a fantastic point, Mike. Like, that's exactly what, what I experienced. You know, this is freedom of thought and freedom of operation as well. So, like, the biggest, the most toxic thing for me was, uh, you know, at the Comcast job. And I'm not dissing the company. Like, you know, they have great culture and great things, which were really awesome. You know, we had, like, the best office in London. You know, we used to work in the in the Google building and meet like some really cool people in the industry but for me it was like you have to it's like the difference between a wild animal and a zoo animal you know you know like if you're a free agent you're like in the wild you know enjoying the open fields the trees and that and then they tell you okay you have to work by the rules of the zoo you know and then you're in the zoo and you're like oh this is this is this is brainwashing me you know, like I can't really operate this way. I can't stay in this cage because you feel like it's really going to ruin you. You, it's going to ruin your freedom of thought. And so for me, I had, I have, I was like, I had two options, you know, because I wanted to bring those fresh ideas and that fresh type of thinking and the way to operate to the team and help them progress. But it was like, okay, you either like have a revolution inside the zoo and try to get people with you to work on that movement or you just exit the zoo and become a wild animal, right? Those are your two options. And so for me, I was like, 
I can't be bothered. Like I'm not going to change the whole culture of a company just because, you know, this is, this really matters for me. So I'm just going to exit. And so, yeah, the, the biggest thing was like, you have to show up to meetings, you know, every Friday, I'm not getting any benefit from that call, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe five or six hours worth of meetings every single week. I have zero contribution to those. And I keep telling my manager, Hey dude, like I can't keep coming to these meetings. I'm not contributing and I'm not benefiting from them. What can we do? And he keeps telling me like, Hey, you know, yeah, it's all right. You know, it's just, you just got to show up, you know, maybe you'll miss something. Maybe you'll, <laughs> you know, they give you those, these like little, you know, sort of like drugs, you know, they drug you a little bit like kind of, uh, how do you call it? Like, uh, you know, they sedate you, they sedate you like with these little nuggets and, and it's like, dude, I'm, I'm freaking losing my mind here. I can't do this anymore, you know? So it became really toxic for me to stay in that kind of environment because I felt I felt useless. I, you know, I'm I'm getting paid uh um you know, decent chunk of salary, right? Some people would kill to get that kind of pay, but I I feel like I'm doing nothing. I'm doing jack jack crap for the company, you know? So it was like I really have to exit, you know, this is killing my soul and my spirit. So that was, that was like a huge driver, you know? So yeah, like the family thing was, was big, but the main driver was like the re the pain and the toxicity that I experienced in that, in that job. So I have a question. Like they wouldn't let you be able to work remotely from Spain, even though the time zone is like not that much off, you know, I don't understand yeah, you know, like companies get a bit like, uh, you know, uh, they get they get a bit funny about these things because their HR makes mm-hmm. a whole fuss about it. Like, oh, we don't have an entity in Europe. You know, you can't do that. What about tax? What about this? Thanks, you know, they make it like such a big deal. But the truth is, there's a lot of companies who solve that problem very easily. You know, like it's not a, it's only a matter of logistics. But the big corps, they, uh, you know, the the HR department just makes a whole big headache about it. So they would rather like let the person go rather than like put up a fight and just do whatever what it takes to keep them on board. You you couldn't like be able to change it from like a W two to like a ten ninety nine independent contractor, or they wouldn't be able to work with that. That would probably have worked in the U.S., but in Europe, oh, gotcha. you know, it's it's a whole different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, to to reflect what you said, it's also, you mean, someone else said, oh, I have the job, I make money. Maybe I'm not contributing, but I still make money. But But you wanted more. So something inside said, hey, I don't like it. It's because I... I'm more worse and I don't agree with this culture and, and I don't fit in this tribe and I want to create my own tribe because this is entrepreneurship. You have an idea. You want to say you can serve the market and you want to create your own tribe, your own brand. Let's say it that. Right? Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. Like, you know, and even as you said, like in contracting, you feel like you're you kind of you have to conform to the company's ways as as well a little bit. And like for me, although they gave me a certain level of freedom, any person would sit down and say, 
not my job, not my problem. You know, I'm just going to lay back, watch some Netflix and get paid at the end of the month, enjoy my life. But for me, it's like, what? I've been through so much trouble to get to this point, like to halt things at this point, like to retire at 75K. You know what I mean? Like I've worked so hard and I've been through so much trouble. I know there's more that I can do. So I wasn't taking the job as like, yeah, you know, I want to take this job and just get get some money. I have visions. I had visions to grow. And I've, I've always had this drive to to grow. So to be stagnant and be in one place is like death to me. You know, I can't really take that. So, yeah, we had a lot of good things. And I and I always told people like, I you know, when I told people, hey, I'm 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 leaving. You know, when I tell, told my colleagues, it was like, what? You know, you're the only person who works remotely. Like, they, everyone knew that the company made a lot of exceptions to keep me on board. And I had a really good deal there. I lived in Liverpool and I come to London and they cover my expenses and th- things like that. I walked away from a really good thing, but only because I knew I deserved better. You know, I knew I could do better and I deserve better. So and it was tough. It's really tough to make a decision to walk away from something like this because they give you everything that you need to be comfortable. You know, they'll give you the benefits, they'll give you the tech, they'll give you the salary, the the health insurance, the dental, whatever, whatever you want. You name it, you got it. But yeah, it was just still like too much. I have a question for you because it might be quite similar like my situation. I was working in sales as well as like a sales development rep. Um, So when I told my boss I was moving to Thailand within six months, he thought I was crazy. He basically told me that like why this company gives you everything, benefits, you were able to work remotely at the time. And he was trying to like guilt trip me. And I told him, no, I was like, I have a TEFL. I've been like, no one knew what I was doing. I was like, I go like go teach English abroad. I was like 26 years old when I left. But um. Yeah, they just kept like guilt tripping me and guilt tripping me and telling me that like what I'm doing is bad, but I never listened to them. I was like, I'm sorry to do what's best for myself. So they tried to like guilt trip you like when you told them that you're leaving or like what was the situation? Yeah, yeah. You know, as I said, like it was like this uh, whole sedation and the the Mm -hmm. managers and the people are not even aware because, you know, when you work in a company, you just like become it's really like the matrix, you know, like I can't really describe it anywhere, uh, anyway else, like, you know, because you see people and I, and I used to walk into me- meetings, you know, if I play a Zoom video of the meeting, you would be, you would be shocked. It's just so outrageous how dead the people are in those meetings, mm-hmm. you know, everyone goes on the meeting and everyone is on mute and just waiting and then someone waiting for someone to say something hey yeah okay let's do it it's like robots you know everyone's just like a robot there's no sense of life there's no signs of life whatsoever in the in the call and or the interactions and sometimes i used to say just outrageous things just to see how people would react like you know hey <laughs> like hey anyone's getting shit faced this week or you know something like this just to get like some some sense of life uh but you know it was just yeah it was just mad how how people are but people come to think that oh this is normal you know this is okay this is life this is how a job is supposed to be 
um and they tell you yeah no it's cool like look we you know you've got a good thing here um but luckily yeah my manager was understanding you know because because they have families so they have kids and like i told them like hey i gotta do what's what's right by me yeah some people will try to do that some people will try to guilt you but but yeah it's really important to keep that sharpness and awareness that you know there's something better out there I have another question too as well. If you like want to tell somebody, um, hey, if we want to become an entrepreneur, like how much money would you recommend someone should be able to save before they quit their job and just go like full on throttle into like entrepreneurship and create their own online business or in-person business? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, because, you know, when I quit, I didn't have any savings and, and it's not really a pleasant thing to experience. Uh Especially if you don't have like people to support you around and things were a bit complicated for me in that sense. But like you, the first thing that you want to do is like you want to work out your monthly expenses, right? You sit down, you have a spreadsheet, pretty easy, pretty simple. Okay, how much am I spending? How much money do I need per month? Let's say 1000 for rent, 1000 for expenses. Okay, 2000 per month. These are, that's how much I need to, to live. Right. So what you do is you times that by three and then you set that as your runway. So you need like three to six months runway. The best thing to do is to have like uh, three to six months of a runway, meaning that you can live off that money without having any income. So two times three that's six grand or like for six months double that 12k so if you have 12k you have a comfortable runway you know you can go ahead and do it if you have 6k that's also a decent runway in three months you can get a sense of where you know where you're where you're going um because you would only be thinking about making the jump to go full-time in the business if you had some level of success right you can't do this if you didn't generate any income from the business you don't have any track record you definitely need more than three months in that case but this is assuming a three months runway is like assuming that you have had the side hustle for some time and now you're thinking yeah i wanted to i want to jump in and kind of go all in on the business yeah in three months you know you can you can tell if this is going to work out or not okay thank you i appreciate it <laughs> Um, you mentioned in the beginning you you met this guy or read about the guy who made twenty million with his business. What kind of business was it? He's selling uh, kind of online courses or something. Yeah, so his name is Sam Ovens, and what he did is he started like this digital kind of agency thing, and he grew that to uh to like start teaching people how to start their own consulting business so the offer is like how to start your own consulting business from zero so and this was like so new to me because you know in the past like okay you want to start a business you need an idea and you need some money you need a lot of money and you need to build something and you need to start the business that's how it worked but this guy was bringing in the, an idea where you can actually start a consulting business having zero in cash 
And the whole idea of how to start a business, he flipped it. He flipped it to the truth of, of business because a lot of people think to start a business, you need an idea. But no, you need to have an understanding of a problem in the market. That's what you really need. So he brought he brought this idea to the table and that completely shifted my whole perspective about business. Um, and yeah, so, you know, he, he grew that business. He sold it now to someone else and now he's doing like uh online communities and things like that so it means provide a solution for a problem i mean let's say what you're doing and let's talk about this again you're gonna help people who are looking for jobs overseas out of their country and and you, you guide them what to do what market and also what they need so, so you providing a solution because these people are looking for some help, right? So it's a kind of consulting business. But what I have done was different because I went in project where, where I was hired for a short term, let's say six months, three months, to do to work in a project with my skill set. So it was I became an external member of an ongoing project. And this is called freelancing. And there's a difference between freelancing and entrepreneur because entrepreneur means actually that you're building a company but what grows and needs also more people. A freelancer stays only in his skill set, like a photographer or a digital artist or whatever, right? They just do their thing and, and, and that's the only right? So there's a difference between entrepreneur and, and the freelancers, right? Someone call it also solopreneur because then they do the consulting only by themselves. So this, and I had another podcast regarding this, so I talked with a professor and he, he described it that way. Okay, so we have a opinion you both on this? Yeah, like uh, what you described is, you know, is something that I wanted to do as well. Uh, you know, like being a contractor and consulting with these companies. Uh, and the thing is, like, those ideas that I learned from this training, they apply anywhere. Any, you know, even, I use these concepts to get that job as well. Like, the uh, the learnings I learned from that business training actually helped me increase my salary in my job because everything is kind of related. So... When you say like, you know, yeah, if you're a contractor and you serve businesses, having a good understanding of like how to solve problems in the market, that's really where it's at. And that's what's going to help you succeed in any endeavor that you're that you're trying to make. And what you do, Mike, is pretty cool. You know, that's something I have wanted to do for some time. You know, I, I still kind of have desire to like consult with companies uh, because working in the digital space, you know, delivering like large scale enterprise web projects and things like that, that was a lot of fun, you know, and you work with big budgets, you know, you know, 2 million, 5 million pounds or euros and you work in these massive projects and you have a lot of resources. That's uh, that's a lot of exciting work there. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. So you would you would doing some developer work again if you get a nice project. Maybe maybe we should talk with you because 
Nicole and I working on this Ninja MOBA thing. And yeah. what this Ninja MOBA is actually a, a shotboard based on artificial intelligence. And it has yeah. to sit somewhere. So it has to sit in a website or something. So yeah. anyway, so, just want to keep that out that we're working on yeah. this. We yep. can talk about this. I'm actually actively in the market right now for a remote contract, but not as a developer, but more as a business analyst or solutions architect, right? So what I bring to the table is like strong understanding of strategic work and working with developers and technical people. And yeah, I really enjoy that work. And now like I want to get back to do to do that kind of work because it's, it's just so much fun. So yeah, I'm always happy to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> I have a Let's turn of... this into an interview. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <one> question? <laughs> no, we're not doing this now. We can talk about entrepreneurship. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. want, so I just want to ask Nicole, but she, she has some some more question or some statement to what we both said because we working in 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 this kind of was a salary man now an entrepreneur or freelancer. So we worked in this kind of shift and back and forth. In my case, by the way, so I said, and who knows, I might take another oh. salary man job just for the kick for six months or something. Yeah. Yeah. What um, about you, Nicole? Where are you in this journey? So the thing is, I I work now like full time for a company. It's a lot of like sales, development rep. Oh, it's like a lot of like sales and like admissions, and it's great. I really love what I do. I'm helping students study abroad and doing like gap years abroad, but I'm also trying to create my own business too as well. So, um, yeah, the thing is, like, I figured I have a lot of experience like living abroad and like moving abroad all by myself. So I want to help people move abroad, and I have like two prospective clients next week, so I have to like go over my script and really like sell them but i'm good with sales so i think i'll be okay but i was That's talking exciting. to a girl yeah i was talking to a girl who wants to like live abroad in spain so i told her like what she has to do and she says like the whole process of moving abroad is so difficult because she doesn't even know how to start so i'm just going to help her like step by step and provide that support so she doesn't have the support from her family which i think is important to be able to provide support as a coach so yeah it's good yeah that's why well, well, that's well, that's your offer, right? Like to help those people with uh, with the whole process of moving, moving yeah, moving abroad. abroad, like helping them find teaching jobs, helping them figure out like you know their whole entire like housing situation. I have a lot of resources because again, I did it all by myself in like Asia, Central America, and Europe. So I figured like, why? I I feel like I did it myself. Why can't I just help other people too as well? I've been talking about like the last five years, so. Yeah, I have wow. a business coach and stuff like that. So I've been doing it since last year, but I didn't really focus too much time because I did my, my master's. Good but like now I have time, I'm able to like really focus on it. But yeah, it's just, a, it's a side hustle. So, yeah. So you're going to focus on, on Spain or, or some, some other country? Everywhere, everywhere. Oh, everywhere. So if I said, oh, tomorrow I want to leave six months in Mexico, you're going to help me to settle me there? Yeah. Absolutely, because I have like connections too as well, and like I know the whole process if they're like looking for remote jobs. I know like like remote job boards, different types of jobs they're looking for remotely. So I've been doing a lot of research too as well after my master's. Yep, definitely. So we're promoting your ideas again with this session, right? 
Yeah. So by the way, um, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram, but the thing is I'm going to be speaking to a girl who uh, lived abroad in Australia on the working holiday visa. So I'm really like, Gen, I'm like really like gearing it towards like Gen Z's, like people who graduate from college, they don't know what they want to do. They're like in that limbo. So it's like go to Australia and go on a working holiday visa for a year. You make money, you come back. Or if you're not, you can just renew your contract. So I just like really want to promote like more like travel um, opportunities where you're able to like work abroad and travel. Okay, so we don't have much time, but you have to do me a favor and explain me this Gen Z thing because this is like okay. all around. <laughs> so what is Gen Z? It's like born in a certain age I would, class. I, I feel like Gen Z would be like more like kind of like early 20s, like maybe mid 20s, because a lot of my cousins are like a lot younger and they just graduate from college. They want to go teach English abroad. And I decided like I did it. So I'm helping them right now, too. I'm not going to charge my cousins because they're my family, but it's just good experience for myself, you know, to be able to really provide that type of um, expertise and guidance and support. So then you're not Gen Z anymore because you're old. I'm millennial. Yeah, I'm millennial. <laughs> oh, wow. So anything to say in the end, Jay, from you? Uh, yeah. In two minutes. <laughs> oh. uh, I think it's awesome. Since the dawn of humankind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love this, the, the, this beginning. Now what comes next? <laughs> um, no, I... I just wanted to say like it's awesome that you're doing this nicole that's uh you know that's really exciting to hear and uh you know as i said like there's a lot of overlap in what we're doing um so i'm very excited to us like collaborating in the future and like the fact that you're targeting the younger generation and there's a there's a different way to appeal to those generation because we're different you know like millennials and older we're like slow paced, you know, we kind of like relax and take our time. But with the younger kids, they want to see videos. They want to see snappy stuff. You want to, you need to know where to catch them. And it's all like on TikTok. TikTok is where it's at. I love creating that content. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a research to understand the younger generation. And that's definitely something that I'm working on for my business too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also important as well, like the power of storytelling and how people get started. Mm, mm. And I also work as a <laughs> like kind of like an influencer brand ambassador with an actual app too. So I'll tell you guys about that as well. Yeah, I just invented like a lot of like things that no one really knows, but I'll I'll talk about it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, awesome. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. So maybe in the future we will tell more about. Uh, Nicole's journey, but thank you, yeah. thank you. Very I want to appreciate, appreciate it. But next yeah. time we do a show extra for for your journeys, okay? So thank you, yeah. Jay. Thank you, Nicole. Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks for the opportunity, and I look forward to hear uh, these uh, podcasts and see you know how they're helping others as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, and the future one sounds very exciting as well. Can you keep an eye on that too? Yep. Yeah. You also be able to promote it as well on your Instagram too, or like on your social media, on your LinkedIn. I think that'd be great as well, especially like the entrepreneurship journey. That'd be great. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, listener. Well, thank thank you. you, guys. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. We Have a good talk one. later. Bye. Talk yeah. soon. Bye bye, bye, -bye guys. <laughs>